Good day, everyone. My name is Carlos. Welcome to My Life Without Limits. Another great episode coming up here uh, with another wonderful guest. But before I do that, before we introduce our guest, in this case, it will be my co-host who will be introducing the guest. But I <laughs> want to welcome her first and say, hi, Leah. How are you doing today? Hi, Carlos. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's always great Good. to see you. It's like the bright sun that I oh, get to see stop. every day. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's true. It's great. To, it's great to see you, even though we're, basi- we're, we're basically we're basically neighbors. Actually, like we are. She, she's basically right behind me here, and you're right and, behind me, and, and, <laughs> and I'm behind her. So it's it's basically we're basically neighbors, and we see each other yeah. pretty much well, almost every day when she comes to the yeah. office every day, and sometimes mm-hmm. we we she doesn't, but that's okay. Uh, she comes on right. different days. Fine, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. You can can definitely do what you want for sure, uh, because you're definitely an adult. Uh, um, How are you feeling today, Leah? How's how's things good? Yeah, really good. I'm I'm really I'm feeling spring in the air, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, spring. I do find that it helps put a little spring in my step. Actually, like I don't. Yeah, I get home and I'm. I feel like I want to do more things when normally I get home and. Yeah, and don't you feel like you're a little bit quicker? Maybe I'm not saying. For those of you guys, oh, just a, it's that spring in your step where it's yeah. just it you just feel a little bit better. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah. You you kind of feel more energetic and everything. I enjoy spring, yeah. And I do enjoy spring too. I think it's one of my favorite seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, after probably before summer, actually, I like it yes. more than summer. And, yeah. In my in my in my uh, understanding, but Leah, you have uh, you were able to speak with a wonderful. Uh, guests that we both yes. know, we both know, and we will both have the pleasure of knowing. Uh, yes. uh, I would like for you to introduce her and, and pretty much tell our audience how do you get to know each other. So. Yes. Well, I went to uh, a few weeks ago, went to the premiere of A Push on CBC. Please tune in Friday nights, 8.30, and you can also stream on CBC Gem. There's a poster right behind me. <laughs> And I sat down at a table with our friends from Voice of Albertans with Disabilities, and I met a young woman named Michelle, who then I found out had worked with us. I don't remember if I was working with the organization. I think we concluded that I might not have been, but you were, Carlos, so you worked with Michelle. And um, I said, hey, we need to get to know each other, and you need to come on our podcast because I know everybody has a story. And I wanted to to hear Michelle's story. So, Michelle, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I so appreciate glad. it. Yeah, thank you so, so much, glad. Michelle. Thank you yeah. that, that that we get to see you again and, yeah. and get get to have you here. So. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I love Voice of Albertans with Disabilities. I was very excited to hear that you work with them because yeah, you know we you know always connecting over social media and everything and. You guys do some great work. So yeah, I wanted to have you on so I could just learn more about you. So could you, I don't know, introduce yourself a little bit and let us know where you're from, a little bit about your disability and, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Let's just well, get to it. Yeah. Well, I was um, born right here in Edmonton at the UVA hospital. Okay. So I'm a true Edmontonian, mm-hmm. <laughs> born and raised here. Um 
Yeah, and I grew up here and went to university here at Concordia College. Well, it's now a university, but I've been there twice. And yeah, um, paved my own path here, actually. So yeah, yes, that's right. You kind of just yeah, yeah, paved your own path. That's exactly a great way to to say it. And I went to Grant McEwen, and I started Grant McEwen when it was a college, but I graduated when it was a university. So I mm-hmm. felt very uh, lucky that mm-hmm. I was able to then say I was a university graduate. <laughs> well, that. That's what happened to me too. I started oh, off at Concordia when it was um a college, and yeah. then by the time I graduated, it was the university. Oh, cool! What did you graduate <laughs> yeah. with, uh, Michelle? Pardon? What did you graduate with? I graduated the first time I got my Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Okay. Mm. Because at that time, I really wanted to go into psychology and become a psychologist and all that. But my path kind of got diverted here and there. So, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it happens. it happens. It happens. Yeah. So, yeah, now what are you doing with Voice of Albertans with Disabilities now? So I'm their education coordinator. So mm-hmm. what that entails is that I make contacts with different schools and now a lot more businesses are wanting disability awareness presentations Mm -hmm. which I give so I I do all the background work like the emails back and forth setting it up um tailoring we tailor each of our our um presentations to the audience yeah Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of work to to do that and I have a team that helps me I've built a team since I've started mm-hmm. and so I do the base work and we come together and so kind of go through it together and mm-hmm. get different eyes on it and really tailor it to that audience that we're doing presenting to and then I send the thank yous and keep track of numbers and all that kind of stuff too so great so, yeah and actually, uh, my coworker Sam Mason, she's mm-hmm. our accessibility. Yes, she's our accessibility coordinator. Her and I are starting to do a lot more together. Oh, with accessibility! Yeah. That's are awesome. you getting into some activism or some um, advocacy? I should say some advocacy. Well, more more so presentations for businesses. Great. Mm-hmm. And. Awesome. And they're really interested in accessibility. And what people might miss is accessibility is not only the physical environment. Yeah. It's the attitudes and exactly. that come with it. Excellent exactly. point. So, yeah. yeah. So you and Carlos pretty much, like that's no, we, what Carlos does too with we, he's we, the education coordinator and does a lot with cerebral palsy specific, yeah. but also sometimes go in and talk about bullying and um, just yeah. disability awareness in general, too. Yeah, and to help people exactly, understand better. That's exactly what I do, too. We have a yeah. whole section in the presentation to do with bullying because yeah. a lot of people think bullying is the physical aspect, right? right. The, the beating up, the pushing, yeah. the 
but it's so much more than that. There's a psychological aspect too, right? The, yes. The whole, yeah, yeah. sometimes people, and I find, sorry for interrupting Michelle, but I find that bullying is more, sometimes words hurt more than the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the actual pushing mm -hmm. or the actual yeah. punching or the actual pulling the hair or yeah. all those type of bullying that you can find in schools or you can find in and even in high school because some people some people are like that you know and right and i heard not to pick on women because i love women those those who know me but i heard that if you go to a <laughs> to an all-girls school uh girls can be really mean oh, when it comes to to yeah. bullying and they and, they're catty they, yes. really yes. catty. They can be really yeah. so sometimes yeah. like I said, sometimes uh the words can hurt more than the physical aspect to it. And yeah. I think yeah. I think that's that's important to tell people. So. I found what hurt me most growing up and with the bullying was the exclusion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. the worst. Absolutely. And it happened all the way through with certain things, right? right? No, yeah, you, and I, sorry, go ahead. Leave I me. just don't know this. I just posted my daughter goes to Dr. Margaret Ann Armour School here at Edmonton, and mm -hmm. they're very inclusive, but I didn't know how inclusive they were until recently. And they've got one of our clients, Michaela, wanted to be on the cheerleading team. Right. And her mom was a little bit like, I don't, I don't know. I I put the story on our Facebook and our Instagram. I cannot believe they put her in on this team. She's been to competitions. They've arranged for transportation to make sure she can get there because she's got cerebral palsy and is in a wheelchair. 100% included her on this cheerleading team. And I was like, this story needs to be told because awesome. it needs to be shown how easy it is. Because yeah. cheerleading, I mean, that's not, you don't think, but yeah, no, he did it. Well, he did that it. wouldn't be my pick. But anyway, that's good for no, her. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what would I... be your pick? What would you be interested in? Um, yeah, well, I was a horseback rider for a number of years. Oh, nice. nice. And that is yeah. really good for therapeutic uh, reasons. Too. Well, right? Yeah. Yes. And also confidence. And, yeah. you know, I was in control of this huge horse. They are huge. You know. <laughs> uh, and, um, when I was about 16, I got into weightlifting oh, and a walking group and I rock climbed and nice. I was really physically active when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I was going to yeah. say, are you still doing it? <laughs> well, the horseback riding, I only stopped about five years ago. Okay. okay. So I did it from 11 up until in my 40s. I'm not going to. Nice say exactly what age but yeah i did that for a long time and you know what horseback riding riding is ageless yes, so yes. absolutely i to go back i can mm -hmm. right yeah, that's right yeah did yeah. you find it help you i don't like to sidetrack but did you find it take it to help you with your balance a lot when you came oh, to a horse did it ever okay. and also the way the horse walks mimics a human walk so i got that nice natural feeling of walking mm -hmm. so that's probably like, why like, yeah oh. yeah because i don't well carlos knows this all too well we don't walk mm. like everybody else we don't get that natural rhythm going when we walk 
Yeah. But on a horse, you have that natural rhythm. Yeah. So your body kind of knows what it's like then, right? That's right. And is nice. cerebral palsy your yes. diagnosis? That's what you, yes. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. 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 Could you explain a little bit about how do you develop cerebral palsy? Was it, was it, were you premature? We all know that mostly it was when from from the birth onwards, right? But were you right. premature? Or can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. What had happened is um, my mom was in labor with me mm-hmm. and she had quite significant uh, lower back pain with me. And I was my mom's second kid. So she knew what it all felt like, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the nurse decided to give her some Demerol just before I was to be born. And my mom told the nurse that, no, the baby's coming. Like, you can't do this. But she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the Demerol slowed down my heart and it slowed down my lungs. Interesting. Oh. So when I, I so when I was born, I had blue lips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't a preemie. I was actually 10 days overdue. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, so for the whole nine months, I was fine. Yeah. And it was right at my birth that it, oh. it, it happened. And... They whisked me away to work on me and get me breathing. Mm-hmm. And I was gone for a couple hours, I guess. Really? And then when um, everything was okay, the doctor came back and told my mom that I was fine. Mm. And I didn't get diagnosed with CP until about a year and a half later, a year later. Yeah. And they linked it, they link it right away to what had happened. Yeah, because my mom knew knew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moms know. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Moms absolutely. They have this sex six sex, but sorry. Six sense six Uh sense of uh, of what happens with the baby, yeah. right? Mostly yeah. mothers, right you, I mean, Leah, you know, you're you're a mother and you you know, you have yeah. six cents on on yeah. You know, on oh my goodness. But my parents, once they found out, they were very, very good. Yeah. Um my dad, I I also sidetrack here for a minute. I also work at the UVA with the occupational therapy students. Oh, um, cool. yeah, what they learn on paper, they get to practice on me. So nice. I find educator, basically. But I tell them my dad was my first OT because he was a machinist millwright and he built me things to help me walk. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw that my right side was dominant. So he put did exercises with me to help make me use my right hand. Like Smarties were my favorite when I was a kid. Like <laughs> I loved Smarties. <laughs> so he would go buy me Smarties, spill them out on the kitchen table and say, You want them, you get them yourself. <laughs> and means- I would, right? And my mom actually was because of my mom, I didn't have to go to speech. Um, therapy. therapy because she saw 
I was trying to talk and yeah. I was having trouble and she would sit and form the words and I would watch her. Oh, is, yeah. Is it? Wow. Isn't that just amazing how family is and yeah. how father, how fathers, when you were talking about your dad building stuff for you, I remember my dad just dismantling walkers so I can work better, change the walkers to different yeah. different vectors. That's what dads just you. They just click yeah. in their heads. This is the way we need to do it for, for our children, for our sons. This is the way we have to yeah. do it. And then with the patience of your mom, it's the yeah. same thing with the patience of my mom. You know, yeah. sit, sitting down and, and spelling the words for you, you know, so you can actually read or 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 know how they move it. Mimic. Mimic it. Yeah. That's just yeah. I just think incredible. Well, it's... if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. You know? Parents have to do that stuff sometimes because yeah. there's not always the best services or you can't find them or they're out of reach or not affordable. There's so yeah. many things that can come up against you. So sometimes parents really have to get creative and just yes. do things themselves. Well, That's amazing. Well, Glen Rose was my second home for a long time. I bet it was. Yeah, yeah it how, was. How long did you attend at the Glen Rose? If you, do you remember? I started at Glen Rose doing play school because I needed the physical therapy, right? Mm -hmm. So I was three years old when I started. And I, my last year was grade two. Grade so two. I was yeah. about seven when I left the Glen Rose. So, yeah. But then there were yearly checkups. Mm -hmm. Now I'm an outpatient at the Glen Rose. So Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're still a patient, but you don't go there every. No, you know, just every when I have appointments just, there. Yes, you can I just go in those doors, and I'm here, everybody, and yeah. everyone knows you, and you know where you're going, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like a celebrity. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am not. What I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, great facility there. Yeah, it is. Great. I yeah. even went down to the old. They call it Glen East now because that's where my classroom was. Oh. So I went down to check it out one day and it brought back a lot of memories. Oh, I'll tell you. I bet it did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a lot of good, like, like through school and stuff, a lot of good memories? Or did you yeah. experience some bullying? I did. Mm -hmm. I did, especially in junior high. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. The girls. Talk about the girls. Junior high scores. Oh. <laughs> And it was like passive aggressive. It was, yes. you know, it just, but once I got to high school, everyone had pretty well accepted me and I was just yeah. Michelle, everyone's friend. That's yeah. nice. you know, which made dating hard because I was there, everyone's friend, but that was okay. I know. I, I concentrated on school. Yeah, from that because I wanted to get into university, so I needed those high marks. You right. needed high marks. Get in, right? Yeah. I know. I was everyone's friend in high school too. I know. Oh, like it was like the the, the <laughs> Come people on. people in school were fine with me in school. I was in contacts in yeah. school, yeah. but going out on a date with me and taking me out of contact. They didn't know how right. how to handle that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that yeah? Isn't 
Could you could you give us an example of what happened? So uh, I know I know Leah likes to talk about the the love life or the dating life, but I, but in this case, could you give us an example of what happened when you were on dating? You know, because as you're saying, with me is I I relate to you because it's hard to to go dating. You know, it's hard to be like. Oh, you know, I really like this girl. It's really attractive, or, or something, and and then you're like thinking, is she gonna back out because I have a CP, or is she gonna back out because you know how was your dating life and and that? And can well, you... I actually didn't start dating until I was twenty, mm -hmm. and my first boyfriend was out of school. I met him; he was a volunteer at horseback riding, oh, um, but. I knew the guys found me attractive in school because of comments my friends would hear and tell me. Uh, and um, one time in junior high, mm -hmm. this is a real girly thing that I did here. <laughs> but um, I had a crush on this guy in my class and I was sleeping over at a friend's house mm -hmm. and her and him were friends. And so she called him to kind of ask him about me and how he felt about me oh my god i can feel the anxiety right now uh, <laughs> and, oh my god and my friend and i was listening on the other phone yes <laughs> <laughs> and my friend asked him um well would you ever go on a date with with michelle and he said well how would she get in the car mm. You know, See, that kind of thing. Minor right? details, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. And I, I, I said to her after, he seen me get in a car. What the hell, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so stuff like that, right? You yeah. Know? Were you in a wheelchair all through high school? Like, have you always, or no, is this? No, I've always walked. I got my scooter about 12 years ago. 12 years oh, okay. Ago. But I, I, like Carlos, I walk pretty much everywhere. Yes, I had a standard wheelchair, and I used it when necessary. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I didn't like, and I still don't like being in my standard wheelchair, mm -hmm. because I've only got one good hand and arm yeah. to work with. Yeah. I can't wheel myself, so someone has to wheel me. And... Yeah, People always talk to the person who's pushing me. Exactly. exactly right? Which is I find not when cool. I'm using my scooter, yes, it's not cool. Uh, I talk about that in my presentation too. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> but um, when I'm using my uh, scooter and off on my own and stuff, I seem to get more respect oh, yeah. when I'm using my scooter. Because I'm alone. I'm independent. I'm, you know, yeah. But as soon as that person is behind me, you know, it's yeah, a, I'm a, invisible. That's <laughs> exactly it. That's yeah. why it's hard to be, you know, people are like, why do I, why do you don't use a manual wheelchair, Carlos? And people will push you. It feels awesome when people push you. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because no, you, become, doesn't. you become... Yeah invisible as Michelle yeah. saying you become you're the secondary person the main person who's put you out like oh this guy's not nice because he's pushing this person I'm like hello yeah <laughs> like yeah. i'm here yeah. you know, you know? The, the the only time i could handle 
someone pushing me is when my nephew was really little and he wanted to push Auntie. I mean that that was okay, <laughs> right? But yeah. 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 Nieces and or, nephews are allowed to do anything they yeah. Yeah. As long or, as they don't crush you on the wall. Eh? Yes. Well, well, he did some of that. Yeah. He couldn't see over my head. <laughs> but, or, like, quite often, my mom will kill me if she hears this. But, um, quite often, we went to West End. We lived in the West End together. And I was still living at home. And we would go to West End, and I, we bring my standard wheelchair for me to use and quite often she'd be pushing me down the mall hallway and she'll see something in the store leave me right there and go look at it <laughs> and I'm like mom <laughs> you know isn't that isn't that bad like oh I, I had I had that experience in the in the airport oh. one guy was just pushing me like that and just leaving me in my wheelchair and then texting and then he was pushing again. That's just, <gasps> it just, horrible. It's oh. absolutely horrible. Horrible. So I know it the is. feeling, Michelle. <laughs> yes. So as soon as the first time I went out with my mom after getting my scooter, yeah, I think it was West End again. Um, we were walking along and stuff and she she went to look at something. She just walked off to look at something. I kept going. Yep. You're like, all right then. And she's Bye, like, Mom. where are you, <laughs> Michelle? Yeah. Doesn't That's feel funny. so good, does it, Mom? You're <laughs> yeah, like, exactly right. You're like, payback, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> payback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Do you live with your, your mom or are you on your own? No, no. no I live in art space. Oh, oh, have you heard of that? Yeah, one of yeah. our clients is lives there. Uh, Ken, shout out to Ken. Oh, uh, Ken Thomas. Yeah, Ken Thomas. Yes, Ken uh, is well known over here. Ken oh. Thomas, shout out to Ken. Uh, he lives in that same building, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, what what what's so unique about Art Space? I don't like the part of the city it's in. Not a great area, but mm -hmm. the building itself is. I think a percentage of its units are adapted. Oh, okay. And the rest are accessible, like wider doors, mm -hmm. wider hallways, light switches a bit lower, um, electrical sockets a bit higher. And also, art space is a cooperative, and we own right. our own little ca home care company. Oh. Okay. Right in the building. So, how, so what, what does that entail? A home care company in the building. In the building. Well, of course, you have to apply for yeah. it, right? <laughs> and I didn't apply for it until a year after I moved in because I didn't need it right then. Okay. And then I got this job and I didn't have the energy to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. they reassessed me. And I qualified for two hours of homemaking every mm -hmm. month. So they divided up half an hour per week, right? Mm -hmm. So they come okay. in once a week and um, do vacuuming, washing floors, stuff like that. All the oh, stuff I used to awesome. do and don't have the energy for anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
And that's why I wanted to move in here in the first mm. place. Mm -hmm. Because at the time we moved in, I was fine. I yeah. was good. But I'm aging with a disability and things are yeah. cropping up. Yeah. And like um, I was recently diagnosed with uh, osteoarthritis in my right hip. Mm. So walking is even more difficult yeah. now. Does it and, hurt? Does it hurt? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'm scheduled for a cortisone shot next oh. week, my first one. So okay. I'll see how it works. That. I've heard it. Yeah, but everybody's different, but I have yeah. good things. Yeah. So, and um, that's why I wanted to move in here because I mm. knew I would eventually need more help right so yeah. Michelle, not that uh, i like to admit that but of course you know, but reality yes right? and, and that, reality. that brings me to two questions the first question Please. is do you feel like because as a person with a disability if you need help sometimes you feel like your independence has been taken away right so how do you cope with knowing that you need help and you're not stubborn like myself who is a well, little bit I, I'm stubborn right oh no <laughs> I know you are but, but you, you finally realize that you need help with like little bit little things such as cleaning or vacuuming or stuff that you get more tired than usual right, right? so right. How, how would you how do you cope with that to, to, to say I need to accept that I do need help Exactly. I just say exactly that to myself. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not worth me getting hurt because yeah. I didn't accept help. Right. Wow. Right. right? There you go. And I have fallen quite a few times in the, actually, I put a hole in my bathroom wall because I've fallen. Oh. And, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. I've had so many concussions in my life yeah. that the next one could be it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And it is not worth it. I mean, yes, I'm in pain and whatnot, but I, I'm still active. I'm mm -hmm. still doing so in a different way. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not maybe as physically active as I once was, mm -hmm. but with my career now, I'm busier than all hell. Yeah. I'm working at the UVA and doing stuff like this. This is my new norm. The new, right? the new norm of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, good that, it. it's good that you put it that way because it's a, it's a great reminder even for me that this is not worth for you getting hurt or not accepting help. You know? Well, because and also in... in my presentation in our presentation, I should say, there's one slide um, we talk about accepting disability and where you are. And one of the things was accepting help does not make you weak. Mm -hmm. It makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. Because you're allowing other people to feel good about themselves too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they help you. Good point. Yeah. So, yes. And, yes. And to accept help, it it's hard to accept help. God, when I was young, no way. I'm mm -hmm. fine. I'll mm -hmm. do it myself. Mm -hmm. But now, no, it's not worth being that stubborn over mm -hmm. and possibly you. hurting myself. Um, 
Thank you, Michelle, you know, for that. I just Thank have you. to go on, right? Yeah. And accept that, yes, I'm getting older, and physically I can't do as much as I used to. It's hard some days. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. Leah, take but... notes because you're going to be helping me now for now on. You're going to be <laughs> taking notes here. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Just kidding. Just no kidding. comment. But no, yeah. It's, it's true because you know what, Michelle? I relate because I, I do not like asking for help. I'm no. falling and I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can do that on my own. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, even though I was, for example, this, no, was it last night? I was coming back from a person, a presentation I did at Norquest and I okay. was, I was sitting, I was sitting on, on the bus and I wasn't able to be on the normal bus. I'm not taking that this day. So right. I'm taking the normal bus. So I was trying to get up and I couldn't get up. And so the guy just grabbed my hand and he's like, just grab my hand and like basically with his eyes and his movement, basically yeah. grab my hand and pull me up. And I felt yeah. so bad because I'm like, Carlos, why do you didn't do it on your own? But then at the same, at the same time, I'm thinking, well, what's wrong about receiving help? You know, what's yeah. wrong well, about letting the guy pull you up? You know, yeah, like, yeah. And you know, I also keep in mind that, okay, this is a bad day or a bad moment. Next one might not be so bad. I can't mm. do this right now, but maybe tomorrow I can. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it depends on how tired I am or sick or whatever. But some days I can't do stuff. And I go, yeah, but tomorrow or the next day I'll be able to do it. It can wait, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing something somewhere on social media once about like the battery. It's like thinking of everybody having a battery pack and right. able-bodied people might have a 12 hour battery pack, but yeah. those with disabilities, they might have an eight or a six hour battery pack that we have to think of it in ways that you're capable of doing what, you know, same what we can do, but the battery life, you know, it's just, it takes a lot of, a little more energy. That reminds me of spoon theory. Yes, yes. I've heard a lot about yeah. that too. Yeah, we talk about that in our presentation, energy levels and yeah, and yeah. having enough spoons yeah. to, to get you through. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that a lot. Spoonies. I've heard I've seen that a lot about uh, on Twitter. Yeah. About uh spoonies. People should look that up. It's an interesting. I, I, it is. I, people should. And yeah. and I have actually looked into it and it's actually really really interesting. I actually wrote an article that related to what Leah was saying. We have we we do three times more energy than the average yeah. person, right? So we exactly we wrote, we, we wrote I wrote some information about that. Leah, you wanna ask a couple more questions to Michelle? Yeah. And... Um yeah just a, just let's just touch on um mental health a little bit because we like to do that. So on on your downtime and you're very busy, but yeah. when you do have that time to kind of sit back and reflect or you know take time for yourself what do you like to and to do for your mental health to unwind I like just totally relaxing and getting into a show mm -hmm. and forgetting about everything else or talking to friends on the phone and or my mom my mom's great Aww. um you know for talking to especially if I'm down or something yeah you know? and I have a really good supportive network of friends 
um, and my parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it, my partner too. And yeah, it's just very supportive. We're all going through similar things. Mm -hmm. So we can all support each other. And uh, the team I built, for the presentations we're all very close yes I, I noticed that you guys are yep so it's and, and the ladies at work that I actually work with um on a daily basis I mean they're great you know, you know isn't it nice we find that here in our Edmonton we office here because we're so little compared to yeah. the Calgary office yeah but I find that most of the time you know when we do get a chance to sit down and have lunch we have the best conversations even if it's political or we're talking about our lives and our struggles yeah. and we just have no problem coming to each other just to talk about what we're going through you know yeah well one of my co-workers her and I what I'm only in the office twice a week the rest of the time I work from home but when I'm there um I I'll yell at her ready for lunch and yeah and her and I quite often <clears throat> excuse me we'll eat together mm -hmm. and like Margo and Sal well like it's really nice when the four of us can sit yeah. down and eat together but quite often Margo and Sam are in meetings or mm -hmm. on the phone or you know yeah, yeah. constantly doing something <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We, we, we find like a family <laughs> type of uh, environment here in the Edmonton office with all of our staff even yeah. when we have new staff we are so easy to, you know, to mingle with the new staff, to welcome the new staff, and to make them feel like a family. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it is if it is because we're a smaller office. If it is because we have great team leaders, who mm -hmm. are, and, and we all have leaders. Yeah. And leaders here yeah. as well, and that we we just we just really bond with each other even if if the yeah. person is new for a month or two it's like if that person has been here for like uh one or two or three or even 10 years i mean yeah. Leah, you you can testify to that because it's so yeah. easy how how we we just relate with each other and yeah and kind of have this conversation with each other yeah yeah and another thing i love to do for my mental health is i watch a lot of animal shows <laughs> um, that shows whatever <laughs> my friends tease me they say every time we come over you've got some animal show on <laughs> I go, yeah, well i've been like that since i was a kid <laughs> i do that here too we have a tv and sometimes in when our computabilities program is going on and if it's like somebody's waiting for dats or they want to sit and have a quick lunch before they go into the program we have a tv and i turn it on and i always turn it on to this like pet show it's yeah. this pet channel and it just has different videos of pets and i always turn it on to that because i feel like everybody enjoys <laughs> oh it's relaxing um mm. i quit often um on global news in the morning before i go off to work and stuff i catch the good four yeah Holland, and quite often it's animal videos and yeah. I'm just killing myself laughing, sitting here all by yeah. myself, but I'm killing myself <laughs> laughing. It's a good start to the day. You know? It is. You need that. Yeah. That's good for your mental health. That yeah. is great. Like that. that is yeah. great. Yeah. And what about um, life without limits? What is your thoughts about the term life without limits? And do you feel that it applies to you? You know, how does it apply to you? 
Yeah, oh, good question. I mean, uh, as a young person, I didn't have or seem to have any limits. I mm -hmm. did everything I wanted. And now that I'm getting older and my physical um, capacity is limited a little bit, but that's only physically. That that doesn't mean I can't get online and do stuff and, sure. you know, further my career. I mean, for, for goodness sakes, I'm taking um, a plain language course. Oh, and I just passed the second course. Awesome. And I'm nice. going on to the third course. And after that, I'll be certified to translate documents into plain language. Wow. So that, like, your limits change. Yeah. What you see as limits change as you get older. And I'm in that transition right now, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, with... With all the courses I've been taking and stuff, it's it's limited. Mm -hmm. uh, or there is no limit for what I can do because COVID. One good thing out of COVID is that everything can go online, yes. right? Yeah, and like I can work from home. I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Not that I don't like to go anywhere because I still do, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's that option, right? So yes. there are options. There's always options for myself. I I can always find some option for myself. Yeah, you're right. So, well, that's a that's a fantastic answer because I got told Leah, even on our previous episodes, we always get different answers and we always love what people come up with and all the mm. answers that people come up with. And yeah. I there's think no real is, right answer to no, it. I don't think it's no, just. No. It's all about your, you know, it's different for everybody and that's okay. Like it can mean something totally different to me than it does to you. Cause I mean, we have two completely different lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have exactly. two different personalities and we have different, as Leah said, we have different lives. So yeah, it's uh, it's great. Thank you, Michelle, for, for being a part of the show, for, for reaching out, for being so approachable to Leah during that yes. push, during that push uh, premiere. Um, yeah, she just, uh, I just you. sat down and we just started talking. It was thank fun. You. And I can, I can imagine you guys' conversation because you guys are both very talkative. <laughs> I mean, I know you, Michelle, and I know Leah oh, so for many, many years oh, now. Oh, especially when she told me she knew you. I was like, do tell. No. Well, if that was the case, I hope. Hope you guys say good things about me. Of course. <laughs> no, of course. Probably <laughs> not. That's yeah, awesome. That's exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michelle. Thanks so much for 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 coming to the show. It yeah. has been our pleasure to have you here and and to learn more Love about your stories. More, yeah. more about your well, story and more. more well, more thank you about. so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, this was no. fun. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it because we never know, you know, yeah. we'll just come on and chat. But you know what? Like I said, like I'm discovering everybody just has so much. I'm le I learn from everybody. I learned something from everyone and, and I'm hoping our listeners are as well. And no, I just love that people are open to coming on and talking about their stories because mm -hmm. they're important and we need to hear them. Yeah, yeah, we do need to hear the stories and 
as Leo said, please reach out if you want to be a part of this show and and yeah. and make sure you you spread the word about my life with elements podcast. The more you spread it, the more the more people will know about us. The more people will know about this uh, podcast. We started it from from the bottom of our hearts. We enjoy it. We mm-hmm. we enjoy every single guest. I don't think we have uh, a guest that we didn't like. I think mm. all the guests we yeah. we take. <laughs> something out of it we took i do like everything out of all of our guests and we we love every single person of our guests and and michelle you're not the exception you're a fantastic guest and and we we love to have you uh today and thank you so much glad that we were able to connect uh for all of you guys listeners again please make sure to follow our instagram page my life anonymous podcast and feel free to listen to this podcast and to previous ones and don't forget to live your life without limits until next time thank you thank you